I lost my nerve for morning runs along the five kilometre road to the airstrip when people kept warning me about buffalo. So I've switched to long walks on weekends, exploring stone country. Here, as I pick my way through boulders and clamber over fallen trees, I fancy I could outrun a buffalo. I've just waded across the swamp north of camp, knee-deep in reedy water, feet disappearing in silt, swallowing the saliva that comes when you're doing something distasteful. I found a log, checked behind it for snakes, bashed it for good measure, and sat down to put on my hiking boots before setting off in a northeasterly direction in search of a track I'd seen on Google Earth, but which turned out to be a dry riverbed, where I squelched along on soft sand before giving up on it and striking out north through open forest and up into stone country, a jigsaw of five metre high rocks, eroded beneath to leave cabins and tunnels, where I could push through, emerge on top, spread out my mat and rest in the warming sun. It's about eight o'clock. From where I'm perched, there's a five metre drop, a view through trees and scrub that's blocked after about 100 metres, and above that, a view across to higher escarpment about three kilometres to the southwest. My thoughts return to my friend Alice, who's been on my mind all week. I met her last August at the Darwin Festival, where a film about Alice and her sisters, the Stingray sisters, was being launched. It's a documentary concerning their campaign to save her and Jebina country, land and sea, from being ravaged by a mining company. Alice opened the evening at Darwin's outdoor art house cinema by reciting her poem, Your Story is My Story. Okay, it's a stretch to call Alice my friend. She wouldn't remember me. Surely hundreds would claim a piece of her. After the screening, we moved to an open area beside the cinema under the stars for a question and answer session with the sisters and the director. Afterwards, I must have caught Alice's eye because she came over, smiled and talked. I was so charmed by her warmth. We didn't speak again. This time, last Sunday morning, Alice took her life. She was just 28 years old. The community of Manangrida is reeling. I think of those grade one kids who lost their teacher, of three strong sisters, reduced to two. The unbearable sorrow of it. It doesn't make sense. Alice was a beacon of hope. I've been surprised at the strength of my emotions this week, spending every evening in my little camp without distractions, just the waxing moon for company. Why has this death got to me? It's not the grief around here. It's not the loss of a friend. It's not the setback of a community losing its only qualified Aboriginal teacher. It's the thought that one who inspired so much hope lost hope herself. Many people will be asking, why couldn't we connect better? Why wasn't this place enough for her? In the pre-dawn darkness each day, I feel a light shining on my life, asking why I choose to keep on doing what I can to make things better hoping some of these children here come back as qualified teachers one day, like Alice did. I wish she could see the spreading ripples, all the lives affected, even strangers like me, and decide to stay with us. Some members of our community here in Gabawanamur will travel to Alice's funeral and memorial. They'll be away for a week, or two, or three, as the sorry business is practised here. That feels like a good amount of time for a community to come together and take stock. I regret not going. I'll stay and keep on with my language learning, keep connecting with the children in the school, hold on to my belief that strong culture
means resilience in the next generation. A couple of days ago, I drove some people to the airstrip and watched the six-seater plane take off, safely clearing the trees at the end of the runway, now looking small and fragile, tossed around in the clouds, and I broke down in grief. How flimsy this thing, which moments earlier was roaring up the runway. How flimsy the best efforts of those who are strong. Last August in Darwin, Alice Ether had the self-confidence to clasp the hand of a stranger, look in his face and talk from the heart for five minutes, all the while holding his hand. Yet a month later, when I saw her across the staff room at her school in Manangrida, large as life, I didn't have the nerve to walk across and say hello. Now I'll never have that chance. I can only resolve to do those things that connect me with people. Nurture our resilience.